you're like so gay. Hi, hi, all you sexual deviants. And sexual deviant wannabes. My name is Matt. And my name is Erin. And this is Queering the Air. Welcome back to another episode. (laughs) We'll say it at the same time eventually. (laughs) Someday. If that ends up being our MO. Erin, where are you right now? (laughs) I am sitting in our old frat house, Matthew. I am... Back on Tufts campus right now, I was sitting on the Prez lawn, which is like the big grassy area with some friends for a bit, and I really had to pee, and I wanted a quiet room to come sit in to record this, so I snuck into our old our old frat house, ATO. <laughs> wow, that is... <laughs> that is... Yeah. quite the place to be recording the podcast I, know. I don't think either of us saw this coming never <laughs> never I'm like I didn't even know a password that still worked to get in because it's like door codes but Alex I was with Alex Sheeman earlier and she knew one that like still worked because I had to pee earlier too <laughs> so I was like mm. I'll just come back oh my God. <laughs> it's so random it's yeah it's really but how random, does she still know a code it's one that I guess has like always been an alumni code, but I didn't know that it existed. But she well, was. I'm not. Involved. I'm not privy to that information. I don't know the next time I'm ever going to be going into that building. But that doesn't surprise me. I don't. I haven't set foot in here in two years, like since alumni meet. Right. Bonkers. Wow, that was already two years ago. I know the next one's next year. It's next November, 2021. Oh, okay. So we have like yeah. 12 oh my 13 God. months like uh, i'm so excited that, i hope yeah i am too because i finally get to go to one. Oh yeah so for everybody who's wondering alumni me is every three years yeah every three years every three years the tough swimming and diving has an alumni meet and everybody who wants to comes back and they have a meet and there's a cute Network. I, I, you know what? That's the best I can tell you. I don't know. I've never actually been to one. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. It's just like an excuse for everybody to come back together. And since it's every three years, it kind of gives it, it bridges the gap a little bit so you can meet the people who are in on the team now and like fosters that sense of community. It's really fun. There's always like a nice dinner, a good networking. I don't know. It's fun. Um, also, I did actually mention that in my Girls on the Go podcast that I did with Brooke. Um, shout out to anybody who... Oh my god, who, what is that? Yeah, shout out to anybody who might be listening to us now after my interview with Brooke that aired last week. Is the interview the right term? We appreciate Episode? your listenership. Yeah, yeah thank you. Work? And thank you to Brooke and Danielle listenership. I think so. And okay, seriously, thank you so much uh, to Brooke and Danielle for having me on and allowing us to share some queerness with everyone it was great it was a lot of fun yeah i'm not gonna lie i haven't listened to it yet because i've not been on my phone at all but i'm i've got a five-hour drive ahead of me tomorrow and it is it's already downloaded and ready to go so i'm very excited to hear it disconnect to reconnect the good news is that after we filmed the interview then brooke taught me how to use my new microphone recorder thing so perfectly timed yeah (laughs) seriously perfectly timed but matt what's new with you 
oh, what's new? I'm kind, life is kind of being overshadowed right now by the fact that I start my second year of law school a week from today. Um, <laughs> impending doom. Yeah. It's, oh my God. It's, I can't believe I'm already in my second year of law school. I've already got to start looking for jobs for next summer. I've got to buy, you know, multiple $200 textbooks because they law just school. want you to take on as much loans as possible. If you're not already cheap. super rich. Yeah. She it's cheap. It's a mess. <laughs> but it's going to be so worth uh, it when you get to save families and make lots of money being a lawyer, right? <laughs> You're like, that's yes. not what it is, and Aaron. <laughs> it's part of it. You, I, I'm not doing as much schooling and investing as much money into it as I am to, to not eventually make some money. But um, yeah. to see the happiness on all of my clients' faces. <laughs> Through the Zoom um, calls that you'll be having. <laughs> I know because no one's ever going to be in person ever again. Um, but no, I'm really excited. Actually, I'm taking some cool classes this semester. I'm excited to learn a lot, but it's going to be very difficult. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Although, uh, but I am working with a, a student clinic this year. I'm helping run it. And I've actually got a meeting with Lambda Legal, which is a huge um, nationwide nonprofit that does amazing legislative work for queer people for the lgbt community i've got a meeting with them tomorrow tomorrow what day i don't is know it? when that meeting is <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know whatever but i'm meeting with them to spearhead a new project hopefully so i'm super excited about that but other than that yeah just it's all school stuff i know it's super exciting <laughs> so exciting but but we knew that was going to be the case, and that's why we got this podcast going when we did, because it brings so much joy and happiness to my otherwise potentially boring life. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Makes it sound like I live <laughs> oh in a my God. <laughs> Wet and gushy. I'm happy with my life. <laughs> I want to start saying that all the time. I wish you could see the look on my face right now, everybody who's listening. Well, when I was sitting out on the Prezlon, someone was describing the temperature. And in Boston, it's like 90 degrees and probably 87% humidity. And I looked at them and I was like, it's all wet and gushy. And everyone was like, we're never speaking to you again. Did everyone just like get up and walk away? I will say I do. I'm a big fan of that song. Oh, I appreciate all the female empowerment in it. And I, I love, love how angry it's making the fucking emasculated little white men. Mm-hmm. Or just all the men who are just so like, oh my God, I can't believe a woman is saying these things. And it's like, let's listen to, you know, half of the music anything. that's come out in the last 40 years. Yeah, anything. <laughs> like, power to these ladies. I will not say that it is good music, but I will say that I am obsessed with it. I do like it, actually. I will say it's good music. I think there are a lot of clever lines in there. But that's the beautiful thing about music. We all get to have opinions. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they didn't fucking make it for us. <laughs> you're you're very right. They did not make it for us. <laughs> yeah. That is very true. So, anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. I had such a good time filming this or doing this interview it was so fun and so funny and enlightening i don't know we the three of us just vibed so well i thought yeah it was just fun it literally just felt like we were having you know a happy hour i feel like it was a very enlightening very powerful conversation so but it, it totally. just was so natural 
Mm-hmm. Um, I apologize for anybody who's bad with accents. We cannot give you subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> yes just dm us actually that's actually a really good point matt dm us if you have anything that you're like confused about with with th- th- if we ever say anything that's like kind of confusing i got a dm from a girl who thought that i used the the r word but she like dm me and she was like hey like it, it just really upset me that you like used the r word in that gals on the go podcast and i was like oh i didn't and I clarified for her like what I said, and I don't think it sounded anything like the R word. But I was like, "Thank you for actually like calling me out," because I know it's hard to do that with people. But and, yeah. and like you're saying, like you can't see our mouths moving sometimes, and I know that I mumble. So if there is anything where you're like, "What the fuck did you just say?" Just DM us. All right. <laughs> Without further ado. Without further ado. Whoa. Here's here's a trip down under. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, we're like Mary Kate and Ashley when they got Australia. <laughs> Except that movie didn't really have any representation either. <laughs> I mean, did any of their movies? I don't know. We should rewatch them and analyze them and start a subsequent podcast analyzing Mary Kate and Ashley movies. Okay, but that's gonna be like ten episodes. Could you imagine? Okay, let's do well, it. <laughs> well then we could move on to like the Lindsay Lohan movies. That would be pretty fun. That would be fun. Alright, okay. if you guys like that idea, let us know. <laughs> Girl, you are about to go back to your second law year of law school. I know, I can barely this... handle one podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Alright guys, enjoy the episode and let us know your thoughts. Illy, bye. Bu- oh <laughs> yeah, most of all enjoy goodbye. Bye. This is going to be great. We are joined today with our friend Sev. Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen to that accent. Oh, my. Where are you is he, from, Sev? Is he British? No. No. no I think he's from. <laughs> Should I just. I think he's from, like, Belgium or something. <laughs> Belgium? Yes. Should I just put on, like, the H2O accent this whole <laughs> this whole episode? Clear. 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 I don't think oh that's how God. we sound, but I'll put it on just for the episode. <laughs> just for, like, a clear distinction. <laughs> You're like, I'll give the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> hey, please, we want it. Give us all the stereotypes. <laughs> but really, where are you from? I am from Australia. So I'm, like, sitting in a classroom in Brisbane, Australia, at the moment. And it is 11 a.m. here, while it's, like, quite late at night for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, you're the day it's ahead like 9 of us, too, right? Yeah, so it's Wednesday, and it's Tuesday for you guys, for you too. That's wild. Guys, we are international. This feels like we're, like, time traveling <laughs> this conversation. It's crazy. Time is just a construct. It is. <laughs> thank you for having me, firstly. It's very hard. No, thank oh, you thank for joining you for us, scheduling. and thank you for dealing yeah. with our horrible planning skills. No, it's fine. <laughs> you don't get it twisted. <laughs> it's because we live in three different time zones. It's not... <laughs> Anyways, Sev, tell us your Tinder bio. Give us a short 30-second in- like, intro. Who are you? Um, What's your story? So I... Who are you? I'm 23. Yeah. <laughs> what is that from? I can forget. It's like that Barbie it's show. Most popular girls in yes, school. that's it. Yeah. yeah. God, I yeah. love that. Fuck let you in here. <laughs> um, my Tinder bio... This is like, as I said last time we recorded, actually, it's like a N- Nicole Byer quote or like Nicole Byer joke. And it's just like a UDTF. And then it's like down to figure skate. 
but I'm 23 oh. <laughs> and I live in Australia. As I said, I was working as an urban planner, but I'm recently unemployed, um, which is great, which is fun. Congratulations. We love a recession. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yes, we do. My I go by the pronouns of he, him. I also like, have a podcast of my own, and I actually have never met Matt and Aaron for the for the viewers at home. We all like, I've only like I only know Matt through Dave, of Dave, Matt's boyfriend, and I have only met Aaron through the podcast here. But yeah, yeah. So so we're finally branching out. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't know my boyfriend Dave went. Um, traveling and went to Australia where he met up with somebody that we had met when we were traveling in um, that friend we met named James. James introduced my boyfriend Dave to Sev and some other people. I'm just like dying to meet Sev in person now. Yeah. It's been like over a year that we've been like connected through like social media and stuff and like have met through FaceTimes. Mm. We may be a world away, but I feel like we're great friends exactly. anyway. If COVID wasn't happening right now, I probably would be in the US. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I was hoping to go in July, but then COVID happened, oh which kind of sucked. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping I to go next July, sucked, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> so let's hope you guys sort out oh your gosh, act. I hope you can. Well, now you can come visit. Philadelphia and Los Angeles. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I've got all the hotspots. Amazing. <laughs> okay, we're getting way ahead of ourselves thinking that this is going to die down in a year. Come on, yeah. America's not doing well. <laughs> oh my God, I thought you meant the podcast. And I was like, geez. No. <laughs> like we, just, we just publicly committed ourselves to this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Nor. Nor. That's not how we sound. Try to do your accent. <laughs> it's funny because I don't think that's how we sound, but like, I don't know. I can't tell my accent. Do I sound like H2O or no? Like when I just said no then, I didn't say no. <laughs> no. My source of Australian accent and culture unfortunately really came from Summer Heights High. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Jamey. I love Jamey. So, Jamey. He's like really problematic. Yeah, though, isn't so he? we've finally canceled Chris Lilly. <laughs> he like released oh. a bunch of like TV shows in like like mock as like in brown face. He like released a whole series and at the time when that got released, so like it's called Jonah from Tonga and I'm Fijian. Right. So at the time when like Jonah's character was on screen, I was like, oh my God, like that's like a brown man. <laughs> like that's like one of the only brown people we have on TV here. And then he was actually white just in brown face. And I, like now in hindsight, everyone's like, that's problematic. People did say this when it got first released. It's the same character that appears in Summer Heights High. So it's like, he's canceled now cancelled in air quotes right yeah we'll see how it goes well that makes sense because i remember i remember when i like was watching it i wasn't really super aware of that being like the issue that it is because i was i was younger i think i was like in my like mid-teens like looking back like it's like so yeah fucked <laughs> so fucked up when like because i was like the same age and like recently mm. netflix actually put pulled like all of this stuff off t off netflix and there was like mm. a huge discourse on twitter about it and like a bunch of like other people of color or especially like brown pacific islanders were like it's like good that it's getting taken down but like it sucks because like that was like 
how we like saw representation on TV was through brownface, which is like kind of fucked up to think about it. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about mm-hmm. that. So you're you're saying when you saw him in brownface on TV, that was one of the first times that you like saw yourself in yeah. a character. On yeah, TV. exactly. <laughs> Are you fucked? Which is fucked up, like. It was like that's like that's so that's crazy because his character I mean, that show came out like ten years ago, right? Sorry, it's not like no. I mean it's like a relatively recent show in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, there's like not a lot of brown actors on screen in Australia, especially like Australian screen TV. It's very Whoa. it's very small. When I was growing up, there's like probably like three actors who were like on screen, so like. Chris Lee as Jonah was like one of the first brown ones and then there was also like do you guys have play school it's like a it's like our version of Sesame Street one of the presenters on that was also someone another actor on like a prison drama who was playing a security guard and like those were the three people that's like the only three brown people on screen or like Pacific Islanders at least yeah wow you just said Pacific Islander is there is that like the not to like group all of the, <laughs> the Pacific Islands together, because obviously you guys are independent yeah. cultures and nations, whatever. But is that, that kind of like the overarching term is the, the right thing to say? Yeah. So Pacific Islander would be like pretty much anyone who is born in an island in the Pacific Ocean. I would like to call myself a Pacific Islander. Okay. Because you said you were born in Fiji. Yeah. Born in Fiji. Okay. And then um, moved to Australia afterwards. Yes. Yeah, so I moved here when we were... Th- three when I was three so that was like 2000 and I've been here since so basically I've like grown up as a white person a white person in quotations (laughs) it's like a very homogenized white city that I live in and like it's a very small city also so it's like I'm basically a white person in like the eyes of my parents (laughs) just with like brown skin interesting in by that when you say I'm basically a white person in brown skin um I guess like a lot of like my interests would be like traditionally white things that white people enjoy more in my music taste and like how I dress and what I do for fun so like my parents are like very traditional Fijian people and they like have grown up with like mm. I don't know how to say it, like proud of their culture I've grown up yeah being like oh no I'm different yeah there was a point where I was like 16 people would be like oh like what are you wearing for like your cultural representation day oh I'm wearing like board shorts and a t-shirt and they'd be like no but <laughs> what are you actually wearing and I'm like what do you mean <laughs> that's me like tricking my brain oh like you have to fit into like white society you have to like white things like imagining that the levels that there are to when you say cultural day do you mean like in in school when you would talk about like yeah so like people the be different like, cultures that everybody comes from yeah so i went to like a really okay. really like multicultural school an international school we had every april there'd be like a big day where like There'd be, like, heaps of stalls and, like, people would, like, serve their cultural native, like, food, I guess. Dress in their, like, cultural heritage, I guess. Every year I'd be like, I don't know what to put for mine. I don't identify as a black person. (laughs) All of my interests are white. Realising now, I'm like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. And, like, me playing into it, but also, like, growing up in, like, a very white city, a very white school, it was, like, hard to, like, spot that. Definitely. 
I, I think that I makes a lot of sense to me too. It gets me thinking though about like terms like Oreo or like Inside Out Oreo. Mm. I don't know if that's the things that you guys said like growing up in Australia, but I would hear it a lot actually because I went to like a I'm from like a very very white area. I'm, I'm from the suburbs of New York City. And it's very white, and so we're like just a couple kids who were not white in my school. Uh, like growing up, you would hear some term like Oreo getting thrown around, and then once you get a little older, you realize that they're just saying like they're they're forcing things to be like race specific, like interests and activities and things like are race specific, like how fucked up that is and how like untrue it is and like the levels of like racism and classism and xenophobia. Actually, with, um, I apologize that I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but the black man who uh, was in Central Park bird watching and had the cops called on him by a white lady, no reason. And then I remember seeing on social media after that, a lot of people being like, you know, <laughs> these things that are traditionally things that we only see white people doing are not, people can be interested in bird watching too. Like anybody can be interested in anything, like steeping these like specific activities or uh, particular race is like really like fucked up and problematic. And I don't say that to, come down on you or to sound like I'm yeah. coming down on what you just said but I'm just saying like it seems like it's a really prominent thing that things are deemed a certain way and the, uh, I imagine the effect that that has had especially since you said that you like look back and like that's like pretty fucked up <laughs> like I felt yeah. that mm -hmm. or, like I felt that way I mean like I'm speaking of, like when I do things now like if I'm going to like a festival with like my friends I will like look around in the crowd and I'll be like oh yeah there's like maybe one other black person here or like one other person of color here and like so that's how I mean like whiter things is something that everyone has to work on and like small like microaggressions and things like that. So to Aaron how that kind of plays into then adding like another level of like minority identity when you throw in the fact that you are not straight does that representation feel like yeah or not feel like um like growing up it was like really weird where i lived there's like probably like two million people so it's like a pretty small city i guess compared to like what city you classify a city in the states um but like <laughs> it's like very small and like everyone knows each other and like I feel like as we were growing up everyone like, knows each other in a city of two million people <laughs> like pretty me. much you're like pretty much like one layer of separation from everyone girl what <laughs> how many people do you know no it's like a small city it's a very small city <laughs> I grew up it's, in a town of 1800 but like it's so in interconnected but I, I do know what you mean I do know because I kind of do find find that with LA too it's yeah. like I moved there and I was like, oh my God, like I'm not going to know anyone. And then it's like, you can almost always find like a common yeah. thread with everybody that you meet of like having someone that they Yeah. Have. So you can like, tr you can trace it back. I feel like growing up being like gay and brown, I like tried so hard to like assimilate into like what like popularity was here. I would like be like the palatable brown person or the palatable gay person having to yeah. do that all the time. Have you guys watched like 
GBF, like that movie, Gay Best Friend. And yes. it's like, <laughs> so I like basically like forced myself into like that, <laughs> into that stereotype to be like oh accepted, God, yeah. accepted in air quotes, <laughs> which is very embarrassing so, to look back on. Not embarrassing, but like, ooh. <laughs> I think it's normal though. Like I think that, that that sensation of kind of minimizing a lot of parts of your identity in order to like, even going further than to like, to not stand out, going yeah. to the, to the reaches of like minimizing yourself in order to fit in yeah. is something that I know I can relate to. What you're saying is resonating a lot with me in, in different realms, of course, but yeah, I know, I know what you mean. There are so. two, cause like I definitely felt like I did some of that too when I was younger, the like GBF kind of thing. Yeah. How much of that is based in like these tropes that already exist and things that are already expected of us as queer people. And if there is some sort of like comfort or like stability in like playing that role, that way people already kind of know what to expect from you. You're yeah. not like shaking things up really whereas mm -hmm. like making them think exactly <laughs> so if you just kind of like fall into that stereotype of that role like people are already in a box that people are familiar with and you're not multi-dimensional like, yeah yeah exactly i think it's because like when i grew up there, there was like not really any other like visible gay people all it was was like the same trope on screen like on in film and tv so i was like oh that's that's like how every gay person is i guess the good thing about this podcast even is like you're like interviewing very different people who like live different lives hopefully we have like more people in like the screen and like that are like multi-dimensional characters rather than just like yeah. the gay best friend I do want to transition to into what you were talking about earlier. It's interesting to me that you're saying the first time that you really like saw a brown character on screen was someone literally wearing like brown face because yeah. from America, I feel like the media that we see from Australia is like very white, very blonde, very, you know, like pretty fit surfer like it's it's like this one type of person and I feel like it's like not an embodiment of however many people are in Australia, like 10 million, no, more than that? There's like, like 26 million, I think. 26 million people in Australia. Not everybody is like a tiny blonde surfer person. Like, no, yeah. But A is on our screen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it blows my mind to like hear you say that I just can't get over that. The first time I saw someone on the screen who looked like me was a white person in a brown face. That's crazy <laughs> to me. Like, There's still like a long way to go in terms of like representation, diversity on screens here. We have like such a diverse country and Australia like prides itself in being like diverse but like it's not very diverse when it comes to like tv i guess there's like strategies to like make it diverse i, I was like listening to this podcast where they interviewed like a really high profile um journalist here and she is iranian or per like somewhere in the middle east sorry in that interview she was like oh like i didn't apply for this one program because that's not where the like non-white people applied so she like ended up on this like other broadcasting network because like that was like the international network interesting yeah so we have like two government tv stations here one's the abc and then one's the sbs and the sbs has like a lot of like like they present the news in like different languages they have just like a lot of the content that they put on sbs is like more multicultural so it's like the multicultural international mm. like the multicultural government 
broadcasting network. And she was just saying on that, that like everything, like when she was finishing uni, like all the non-white journalists would apply to the SBS and all the white journalists would apply to the ABC. Cause that was like the predominantly like white one representation is like something I find a bit irritating. Cause it's like, you can put these people on in like on the board of like something, but like you still have the whole system there as like, a very white system. It's interesting how it almost sounds like you're describing like a system that promotes like self-segregation of her being like, well, I'm not even going to look at that broadcast network because like, I don't... Yeah, she was like... Like, I don't know, it's not for me. Even though it's a government broadcasting network, it's like fairly left-leaning, fairly progressive, but like even then people are like, it's still not that progressive. Progressive for Australia or progressive for America? Because those are kind of two very different things. Um, I think (laughs) progressive for Australia. So like as far left-leaning as you can pass, basically communist in our eyes. No, see, (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) I feel like our right wing is like your Democrats. <laughs> Two steps over is like, is like our left leaning the Labour Party. I think that that's also like interesting that you're that you're bringing that up because that's something that I didn't really I didn't really realize until this year. The Democratic Committee is still like very very middle of the line. Yeah. But. The Democratic National Con- Committee convention or whatever, whoever votes on things, literally voted today like Dancing. overwhelmingly not to support Medicare for all. And what? not to support the legalization of marijuana today, even when the majority of the U.S. population believes that. It's like the our, po- our political system is fucked. <laughs> that is yes, so dodgy. Period. Period. <laughs> Yay. Um, I bring it back to the queer because that's why we're here. Oh, really? Back in. Wow. What a oh, did you hear that? Oh my God. Let me call He's somebody. A lawyer again. and a poet. <laughs> like, let me call. Uh, let me call Pulitzer real quick. <laughs> um, We're not getting any queer cheese yet, girl. Calm down. I want to ask about how representation influences the beauty standards that you guys have there. I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah. I have pretty good idea about it and then how that then influences like gay beauty standards and if you guys kind of have a lot of the same problems that we do here beauty standards again very white (laughs) like everything here is like like white blonde women being like like the center of like the zeitgeist when it's like talking about what's like hot and what's not (laughs) In, like, the queer community, I think it's also pretty, like, pretty similar. So, like, a lot of the times when I have, like, sexual intercourse, I'm, like, questioning, like, does this person, like, actually just, like, into me? Or is, like, fetishizing, like, brown people? (laughs) Like, is that common in the U.S.? Fetishes? Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's obviously common everywhere. As you say, I I personally can't speak on the fetishization of brown people, but I, from the the conversations I've had with people i do think that that's that exists yeah fetishization of minority like minority groups definitely yeah is yeah is a problem and like obviously it's a white person i can't i can't speak to it um no experience i can say i do have a friend who is he's heritage he, he's american but you know the way that we the way that America looks at things is if you're not white, you're, but where are you really from? Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, a whole other thing. <laughs> but um, 
ancestry is from China, and he has mentioned on numerous occasions that he gets a lot of messages on Grinder, for example, where it's basically be guys being like, "Oh, you're so cute. I love Asian guys," or like, "Asian guys are、yeah. so fun to play with," and it's like, "Great, I'm a human yeah. being." Yeah. <laughs> like, are you just interested in me because of the way I look? I understand that that's kind of you know the the mo of Grinder is like, do you like the way someone looks? Great, then maybe sleep with them. But like, when you take it to that level of like, oh, I like、yeah. don't see you as anything other than well, it's like、race. it's putting them in a box of other. It's like I'm attracted yeah, to you yeah. because you're different from how I look. It's like、yeah. it's not. It's It just feels weird. A long, long-winded story short on something I like really probably shouldn't <laughs>、mm-hmm. be speaking on, but yes, <laughs> it is very、uh, the fetish fetishization of racial minorities in this country is very common in the gay community. Yeah, I mean, like that's the same here. I was like sleeping with this guy last year. I think I was sleeping with him for about fourteen months. Like all together, from like first、yeah. to the last time, and during this time, I went over to his apartment like so many times, and it was only like halfway through that I like actually like looked around his apartment. In this apartment, being like, oh wow, there's like you have like a lot of really cool art here. There's like a lot of like African art here, <laughs> and like a lot of indigenous art here. That's really cool.、Uh. And he was like, yeah, I go to <laughs> yeah, I used to like work as a social worker. In like an indigenous community, and he used to like, he like used to go over to like Africa like three times a year. He didn't say a specific country. He was just like, yeah, I go there all the time. Oh wow, that's like really cool. Like after I like started realizing that, I was like, wow, I'm like a fetish. Like this man has a brown fetish, and I've been coming here not realizing. But then I still went for another like seven months after that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like good for you, girl. My dick was so good, yeah, but I was like, get what you need. <laughs> Fucking own it. Yeah, we love that. That's called empowerment. Yeah. Where you're like, well, this is good for me right now. So as long as I'm still having fun. Yeah, like I was just gonna own it. When I started realizing, I was like, is this like an ethical like issue now? <laughs> <laughs> But like, I didn't、oh、address that for like a long time. A man moved houses, and I still went. <laughs> Like、oh I'm no! Still going. <laughs> it wasn't even like he like moved. He moved further away from me. I went and I only like stopped seeing him like six months ago. Now I was definitely questioning if I should go or not every time. So fucked up. I mean, that's not something you should have to think about.、Mm. Going over, you should be focusing on like, do I like him? Is this like actually healthy? Like, it's stupid that you have to be like, yeah. Rationalizing. Why, where like, is this coming from? Like, I mean, yeah, un- to, underlying stuff. To be fair, I like did not like him at all. Like I was just like pure. <laughs> <laughs> like this man was like fifty. <laughs> I like, love this. <laughs> so I like I was thinking that. So you were the one in control. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking he was going to take me to Africa with him. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm like, are we gonna go together? Like, is this what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When did you book our flights for? Yeah. Like in hindsight, his like his name on like Grinder was like Zambia, <laughs> or like Zimbabwe, or like 
a African country, I, starting with Zed, and I like again very blindly went into it. <laughs> I do have a question though. Like, like looking back, do you have any regret, or are you like, I had fun, I got out before it got messy, whatever? Yeah, I mean, I did have a lot of fun. I don't regret it. I'm still like, oh, maybe I should have yeah. been like, maybe I should have had words. I don't know. There was photos of like young indigenous boys. I should have asked more questions, but I didn't which is like kind of questionable. Matt, I wish everybody listening to this could see your face right now. <laughs> Again, right? I should have asked more questions, but at the time, I was like, but going forward, you will. Yeah, go again. Hey, it's a learning experience. Next time I see a lot of <laughs> like. <laughs> Next time I see pictures art. of young boys all over a man's house, I'll know to ask what the fuck is going on. <laughs> well, it only took five podcasts and we're already ruining someone's life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I asked who are these people? And he just said, oh, I used to like, they used to live in the community I worked in. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I'm I mean, going I guess, home. Okay. I think to a certain extent, like, if he does have, like, noble intentions and, like, actually is, like, a good person about it, like, uh, like not doing the things that we are s not so subtly hinting that he may have mm. done, <laughs> And this is kind of like going like way away from what we were talking about, but like, I know like I've done like a lot of babysitting in my life. And like, I even babysat for a family that had four boys and they're like good family friends. Like I love them and I love kids. When it's all said, like I love playing with kids. Like all of my jobs I've ever had where I was like a camp counselor or like a lifeguard where there were a lot of kids around or whatever, like, that was so much fun. Like, I have such a good time doing that. Like, it makes me so happy to spend time around kids. So, like, if that's kind of the place he's coming from, like, that's fine. It yeah. seems a little funky. But, like, again, to bring it back to the queer thing, like, I think that in some situations, like, being gay has, like, made that okay, which I think is kind of weird, or at least in my mind. I don't know what you guys might think about that. Like, I know I what think, you mean. I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, older platonic relationships, being the older person with kids. Because, like, I'm relating to yes. your, like, your camp counselor experience. Like, I had a very, very similar one where it's, like, I became very close with some of the kids, but it was almost like an older brother type of experience. Mm. They were, like, wow, like, I know, I've never really had anyone that I felt like I could look up to before and, like, talk so candidly about, you know, like, issues going on in my life before. So, and I mean, I don't know if they were, I don't know if they were queer, but just, like, being in my shoes, I was just kind of like, oh, like, I wish I had someone when I was old. Like, I think that it was almost like I saw myself in them, and I was like, I wish I had someone to, like, talk through things with when I was younger. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Like, when, like, I can definitely, like, sympathize with that. But I think, like, the, the difference in it is, like, this man was white and also, like, a social worker. <laughs> yeah. So it's like... Yes, power dynamics. Yeah, the power dynamic there is just a bit off. Like, when I was younger, I wish I had, like, a lot of someone to, like, look into, like, like a queer person that I knew, but, like, I didn't really have anyone like that. So I definitely agree, yeah. like, it's nice when yeah, it's, like... A, a, the power dynamic isn't as twisted. <laughs>
so reeling this back in and jumping mm. back to like <laughs> media representation, what is media representation like with with the queer community in Australia? Is there any? Is it like slowly? Well, I guess if you had Chris Lily when you were younger, there might be mm. some. I mean, this is not. But I guess it's sorry, this, I is this, a, this is a dumb question, but he's gay. I don't think Chris Lee is gay. Oh. I think Chris Lee's oh, straight. Oh, so then we've had some like layers of like yeah. bad representation. So it's like, like not only was he brown faced, but he was also pretending like to be a girl. Yeah, yeah, like, doing a lot. Very. Like, this man will literally not go and, like, will, like, when he got, like, taken down from Netflix, he had, like, a huge storm. Like, he will not go quietly. Is anybody listening? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like Probably all of Australia. People love that show. I love those shows. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like... So did we. We quoted it. Yeah. Oh, all the time. I mean, yeah. I, I literally have so many memories of literally... I don't know why. <laughs> but Gabby Charmont. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that too. I Just love... shout out to Gabby if she's listening. <laughs> oh, I hope she is. I miss her so much. I Just miss her. <laughs> loved to say it is so random. Sarkish. <laughs> so, yeah. see, I love Jemay. Like, in, I had a in a modern history class, which is like a pretty like progressive space in high school. We used to like we would all just like bond over Jemay. Just be like, I can't fucking believe you picked me up. <laughs> and like, I feel like everyone has a little bit of Jemay in them. If Jemay wasn't played with by a man, I feel like Jemay would be a queer icon. Not to like bring it full circle, but her whole thing with, I'm going to totally butcher whatever the like, the context of it in the show is, but like her whole thing with like her African village pen Oh my pal God. With uh, Kwame. Kwame. <laughs> and he like, li he didn't live in Africa. He just like lived in like the Western suburbs of Sydney, which oh, is like- Oh, he did? Uh, oh, I didn't realize. So he lived in Australia. I saw that like once. <laughs> <laughs> so it was oh like, <laughs> like a weird class I'm thing now, like... which is why it was like, I think funny and on brand. Cause like, yeah. when you think about Jamae, she's like a rich private school girl, specific stereotype I mean, here. name not Jamae private school girl? Yeah. Knowing the context, I feel like you don't really get it. But like Western Sydney, which is where like Kwame lives, is like a very like diverse and like probably like the poorer parts of Sydney. So that's why she like, is in Western Sydney. Yeah. That went totally over my yeah. head when I was I feel was like you missed the context of it in when you don't like know yeah, Australia. Yeah, familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> queer, like queer representation here is like pretty, like not a thing. Like recently, I think even last night, there was like a huge like st storm on Twitter um, about like having a like bisexual bachelor. I love that. The host, of the Bachelor franchise here was basically like, it's probably not possible because like Australian content like doesn't work that easily. They don't just like force it on, force the homosexual agenda yeah, on like, the Australian public. I think it's genuinely just because I surround myself and like only consume queer media these days. The things I seek out are like queer based. I think yeah. it's probably the same here. I think we may just have like started it sooner i know like modern family for example cam and mitch on that were like a huge deal your everyday household mm -hmm. and that was like pretty recent i guess when, i feel like i mean even the, the fact that like you're I mean, one, what of the, am I saying? one of the prime examples that you quoted was gbf which is was like american media i remember the first time i watched it i was like oh my god wow amazing 
<laughs> and now I'm like, oh wow, this is really questionable. It was also it was seven years ago. That came out in 2013. Hey, that was early, like early. Game. JoJo was in it. Molly Tarloff was in it. Oh my god, I'm. Dead. I'm pretty sure JoJo like outed the main character. I think you're right. JoJo's music like made me out myself. When JoJo said leave get out, she was talking about the club. <laughs> the club. I was in. I'm hanging out now. Oh. I mean that song came out in like what, two thousand seven maybe? Alright, never mind. Anyways, well, anyway, she was talking to the me. Bi Australian Bachelor. <laughs> Sorry, it's like happened on Twitter like two nights ago and now I can't find it. Um basically what was happening was like the guy, like the host was like, I just don't think the like format will work. I don't think it's like going to be like a ratings grab for Australians. I totally understand that because like we're still a pretty conservative country when you think about it. Like we had the Australian like postal survey to like decide if marriage equality was like going to be a thing and like 40% said no. Whoa. And like that's a lot. Will you actually will you go back and like talk us through that survey cuz that was in 2017? Yeah. Okay, so it was basically it was pretty recent. Um to decide like how like how marriage laws work here is based in like um, the marriage act and to change the marriage act you have to go through the like federal parliament here and at the time there was the conservative government in power and basically they were like we're not going to do it we don't want to do it but everyone was like <laughs> Well, like, like why, why not? Um, <laughs> Por que no? Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, like, just do it. Yeah, basically they told like their whole party to be like, you have to vote for, like against. And then they finally came to the conclusion that they would have a postal survey. So it would go out to everyone who could vote. And basically there was a piece of paper. It's called a plebiscite. I don't know if that's what you call it in the States. A what? A plebiscite. Oh, you think the government gives a shit what a the ballot. people have to say? A here? ballot. So that basically, they got a ballot paper. On the ballot paper, it the question was, do you think that like should the act be changed to say like between two people rather than between a man and a woman? So the question on the ballot was, should the law be changed to allow same-sex couples to marry? And so that went to everyone on the roll, like on the electoral roll, and basically everyone had like three weeks to three weeks or maybe four weeks to like send it back. So they like then came back and then they had two weeks to count everything. On the first week of November, they finally like had counted it all. And then there was like a big like thing. So I think it was 61% said yes. And then 38.38 38 said no, that the law shouldn't be changed, which is like Wait. a lot of people. But I'm just like, that is yeah. that is a lot of people, but I am so amazed. Your government mailed something to everybody. Everyone voted and mailed it back. And then they counted it. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. You're, whoa. Yeah. A functioning government That's, and a functioning mail-in election. Is that not something that happens? This Sam. is a huge, like, debate going on in America right now because of coronavirus. Because we're not going to, like... The, the elections that have happened over the past six months, it's like they've been pushing people to go out and vote in the middle of a fucking global pandemic. And some people mm. are like, I don't feel safe about this. But the government is like, mm, mm, write-ins, mm, we Hello. don't, or not write-ins, yeah, mail-in mail mail ballots. Mail -in ballots are, mm, we don't, it's, like gonna, a, it's, it's faulty. It's like very like, easy for fraudulent. Yeah, but Wait, so you don't have mail-in ballots at all? You can choose do. to do it. 
in certain states. Oh, what the hell? Right? It's state and by state. Like asterisks. Yeah, every state has their own way of doing it. There are absentee ballots that have always kind of been a thing. If you're like not going to be home or like can't go to your polling place, you usually yeah. need an excuse for that. I think there's three states right now that are doing that you can mail in absentee. You can do absentee ballot, no excuse. Like it's, it, to, it might, they might even be totally mail I think it's but, more than that. I saw a post earlier, I don't, I mean, I didn't like fact check this, but I saw a post oh. earlier and I think it looked like it was like 25 to 30 were like mail in no questions. And then a few of them were like, oh, you need a real reason. But I don't know. I think it's three that are totally mail in. I think there's a bunch that are like, we're going to do mail in, but you can use coronavirus as uh, an excuse. Oh. And then there's like New York, for example, coronavirus is not going to be like, you need an excuse in order to get a mail, in order to get an absentee ballot. Anyway, all of that to say, our democracy is not a democracy, and it's a crumbling government system here. And we don't, we mail-in ballots are not a thing. Anyways, Sev, if you have any single <laughs> friends, Matt and I are looking to get married and move to Australia. So Look, that I can make that happen. Just so I can, I can make that happen. Amazing. We would love to have you. <laughs> Queering the air down and down. Like, <laughs> also, I've told Matt and Dave multiple times yeah. that I <laughs> yeah. like, will marry you and then you can move here. <laughs> so finding one extra isn't that hard. Amazing. I'll, you can marry James, I'm, Aaron. <laughs> I'm going to hang out now. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, we'll cut that Wait out. Wait a second. Getting, uh, getting ahead of ourselves. Territory. And as far as the Australian government is concerned, if any of us do happen to marry an Australian in the future, it is not just a, as a pathway to citizenship. Yeah, full legal purposes. We are in love, yeah. Uh -huh. I it's, mean, I'm like in love with Seb, yeah. so. Thank you. I'm in love with you too. It's like, I know I have that. You both. Thanks. I don't know why, but. <laughs> Bringing it back. So they did the mail-in survey. Yeah. So that was like $58 million that they spent on that. Um, which is like at so that's like point zero 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 one percent of the U.S. military budget. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like yeah. barely anything. So it can work. I was overseas when this was happening. People were campaigning for like for and against. So it was like pretty fucked up. Like the like anti-marriage laws it was like on tv and on like billboards christian like lobbies and like all these like anti-gay marriage wild. establishments were all like pounding out advertisement and which is like pretty fucked up to think about it i think there was a paper release like really shortly after that like that discovered that like there was like a really big spike in mental health people reaching out to mental health services that's the whole point of like why people didn't want to do it in the first place is because like a lot of people would be like would think like they were hated by the country so then they like also did it by electorate each electorate voted three electorates said no and one of those three was like two of those three sorry were in like the state i live in hmm. a very conservative state i have a question yeah <laughs> and this is just like a technical logistical question because i don't really know the ins and outs of uh, australian politics when you say electorate what does that mean i think it's broken down into like oh i think it's 151 um electorates and so basically the population is like divided so like by 151 what, or representative yeah so we have senators and 
representatives. It's like how AOC is like the 14th district. So yeah, we have right. like... Oh, okay. Love the, like for the... Yeah. So national. an electorate is a congressional district. Yeah. Gotcha. That's it. That's the one. From this, the way that I can just like say the American terms and you're like, yes, that's what I'm talking about is so like... We are so insular, he insular yeah. here. We don't know what the fuck is going on anywhere else. <laughs> no, Continue, sorry. <laughs> period. I actually just looked it up. There's like 13 states that said no. Not 13 states, 13 seats that said okay. no. And like okay. one of those is in like very heavily populated in a, in a city, Sydney. So like Sydney is like probably one of the most like, like our version of New York, I guess. So it's yeah. like a very okay. liberal state. So there's like people in the city who are also like anti-gay marriage. So like, I think it's like a fair assumption for like TV producers to be like, I guess it's a bit still like on edge, like to have a bisexual bachelor. Obviously I'd love to see it. I guess what's like practical for like TV networks isn't always like, I mean, is what working, I mean, working in TV too, it's like so, it would be so great, like so many viewers, but it's it all depends on mm. like what a network will approve and what they'll like want to see because it's like, you'd, it's interesting because I, I used to think that there was so much creativity and freedom in television, but it's, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's what it's will sell. Much. It's what will sell. Yeah. My main concern about a gay bachelor is if like, what if it's like two bottoms who like is <laughs> the final two? <laughs> like, oh, what do they do then? <laughs> then there won't be love. <laughs> Then they'll be like, oh, well, we have to break up now. Yeah, they'll be like, well. Not worried about, like, all, not worried about an entire house of homosexuals yeah. together. Well, did you? And, like, potentially, like, pairing off themselves, like those two chicks in Thailand. Apparently, Thailand? there used to be, there used to be a, a, a gay version of The Bachelor on, like, TLC or something, and it lasted, like, one or two seasons. Oh, really? It was called, like, Prince Charming, and they said it was a, a, a disaster, I believe. Ooh. I, I, I saw, I, I mean, if you, I don't know. I was talking to one person, I think, who watched it, and they were like, yeah, like, it was kind of a shit show. But, like, I would pay to watch that. I would watch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would pay and good would... money to be on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Not just to watch it. That was it. the Tufts campus. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh... That, was, that was Tufts. Did either of you see the new season of Are You the One, the MTV show? Is it, like, the Chinese version, or was it, like, an American version? It was an American version that came the out queer about version. a year ago. And it was... A fully, I guess it would be like pansexual would be the best way to describe it. Everyone, everyone was just like yeah. sexually fluid. I think they labeled it as like a bisexual season, but it was like they had, they had trans people, non-binary people, just like yeah, there were more than two. They had every, the they had every facet of like the human. Not every facet of the human identity, but they tried their best to like cover as many facets as possible, and everyone yeah. was like interested in everyone, like open to whoever. They were like, yeah, whatever, and it was juicy. So, I've oh, heard about nice. it. I've listened to an episode of this podcast called "We're Having Gay Sex." Oh my god, are you gonna plug that every fucking episode? I just I love that podcast so much but they had somebody from the, they had somebody from the show on it and they were just like talking about what it was like and it sound i mean i had never even heard of it before really? i listened to that and that's the last i well that's the last i heard of it it sounds like it must have been just like the best queer content out there it was the mm. most like raw i would say like you you really kind of saw how messy it can be are you saying that the gays are messy am i calling you messy girl yes <laughs> 
<laughs> Am I calling myself messy? Absolutely. I'm having so much fun. You know, this has mm. turned into like a Zoom happy hour for us. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's I mean, it could be a happy hour for you too, so. Yeah. Quarantine. You are unemployed. Fun employment. I am unemployed. Yeah. But I'm also at university right now, so like, there is no bar open here. Are you taking classes currently? Our classes start back next week. So it's oh, like because Australia's yeah. on a different like time frame. Yeah, class. so we're on. Yeah, we Wait, we what? run January to <laughs> February to November. <laughs> Wait, that makes have no summer. sense. How does it make no Wait, sense? But then like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. So yeah, I've got classes starting soon. I have to bunch watch a bunch of like movies and TV shows for this history and film class. So I can't have a happy hour yet. And also, it's like the middle of the week here. <laughs> And? It's the middle of the week here. <laughs> We're only one yeah. day behind Not you. That part, I <laughs> days of the week don't exist. It's like days I drink and days I don't drink. Oh my god, put that on a t-shirt. Uh. Sounds like, that's like pandemic 101. Yeah. When this pandemic is over and we can travel again, I will be... Living in a pub. Linked. I was gonna say, I will be arm in arm with Aaron flying over to Brisbane, and I fully in intend on going out like crazy there with you Please. and seeing what yeah. Brisbane gay life is like. Also, it's, because the Australia Zoo is not that far from you guys. Okay, but it's not the like, one in I don't understand. No, 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 like the Australia Zoo. So, where, where Steve Irwin is, is from is only like, uh, probably like. A 90-minute drive. Celebrity. Why? Why do you like Steve Irwin? Oh, no, it's not. No, I just um. think Robert Irwin is, like, the sweetest, most precious little angel ever. And he's so... And their whole family is just so, like, precious and happy and, like, living their best life. This is really bad. <laughs> but, um, I, like, fucking hate the Irwins. <laughs> I find them like just kind of You just really ruined irritating. Matt's day. <laughs> I don't like Thank them. Thank God that this is over. <laughs> I don't think Australians like the Owens that much. Like every young person really rags on Bindi. I mean, they're just lovely, okay? Well, they're they definitely are so happy. There are definitely people from America that were like, you like them. And I'm sure international people are like, but they're great. Do you both yeah. watch Please Like Me? Nope. I don't even know what that is. I've never heard of it. Oh, okay. So Please Like Me is probably like, this is actually, this is probably best for the podcast, but like is probably one of like the best TV shows for like queer, like young queer people on screen because it's about like I Josh Thomas. Josh yeah. Thomas. He's like a comedian. He actually went to the school next door to mine. It's like about like coming out so he dates like a few people on the show and like has casual sex and it's probably like one of the best portrayals of like queer people but also again really Aww. white and like recently yeah. he was on like he was on like a panel in 2012 i think and he like said something about like like he would love to have more like diversity on screen he was just like it was like very tone deaf so this is what he said um, he starts off by saying, this is going to sound racist, however, uh, <laughs> most, um, stop, um, most of the immigrants in Australia have come pretty recently and generally first or second generation immigrants don't want to be actors, they have real jobs. The other thing I didn't know about making TV, a TV show that I found quite confronting is you have to pick every person. 
Josh, what do you want the 7-Eleven worker to look like? Do you make them Indian or is that offensive? Or if you make them white, is it a bit like you're lying really? What do you do? And then he's like, what answer is not offensive? Because it was an all white panel. Um, and then one of the other people on the panel was like, we're probably not gonna come to an answer with this panel. It's yeah, a, you think? Yeah, you think? <laughs> Again, it's like a very white panel. And also, why would you start off with, this is going to sound racist? Like, obviously it's gonna be racist if you're gonna say that. Yeah. He didn't even say not to yeah, be racist. Yeah, not to be racist. Like, I don't wanna sound racist. <laughs> he fully he said, said, this, this is, is gonna, gonna be, be racist. racist. Why would you say that? That's brutal. And he yeah. made a show that's like so, that got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yikes. And like a lot of the Twitter discourse when like people found this clip was like, how can an inexper inexperienced white actor make his own show and cast other inexperienced white actors, but like not cast an, an inexperienced black or brown Asian actor? Or even believe that there are experienced black or brown yeah. actors in Australia. Oh my God. Yikes. Again, it's a really, I want to say that it's a really good show and I really enjoy it. Um, but also, like, you can watch it with nuance and, like, watch it knowing that it's, like, quite a white cast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, obviously, that's not how everyone feels. And, like, on the show, he's, like, again, a very, like, wealthy person and his parents are, like, really accepting, which is, like, again, not very common. I mean, it's like Aaron said this on... Um, I think last episode that basically, you know, like no media is ever going to be perfect. It sounds like this yeah. one is like a little further from it mm. than others might be. But um, from what it seems like that there is in terms of like mainstream queer media in Australia that like, you know, it, it is a step in the right direction, I guess. Yeah. Or like it, it, it is at least nice to see there being something. Mm. And I mean, also like clearly from this interview, we've learned that well, America is by no means like a perfect standard. Australia is like even a few steps behind us. Yeah, in, in their like very limited media. So it's it I is mean, nice to hear that there's some queer. Even in like influencer commun communities, there's like not really like like I don't know if in America it's like this, but like here everyone is like super white again, and there's like only like two or three like standout influencers who are like of people of color and like queer, especially like queer influences, there's like all like white, like the James I, Charles of Australia, basically. I think, I think that's an even bigger reason that it's like, I have such a, a skewed vision of what the, I guess the population of Australia looks like, because I mean, I expected a media, but again, like, like you're saying, even in like the social media influencer sphere, it does still seem very the same. Yeah very homogenous yeah and i feel like in america it's it's almost like tiered and kind of i i for lack of a better way of saying it like grouped off like i would say that like the top tier of like influencer is still very very white i would say that yeah. we do have a handful of like more diverse creators that are like getting recognition that they deserve but i think that a lot of the bigger like black creators technically typically have like more black audiences and like I feel like there's more of like a segregation and like that yeah. type of regard like you know the big push that we saw last month when all these like really well-known white creators were like well you should all check out these like black creators like they deserve follows yeah. too and it's like they've always been there they've always been there but, so like yeah 
No, that happened here too. And like a lot of like influencers like got other like people of color to like come on and like run their accounts for a day. And I was like, that's, it's very interesting that it was only for a day and like very silent afterwards. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't exactly to me sound like a, uh, genuine. <laughs> A, um, a solution. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sounds very performative. So the one I'm talking about and like one of the influences that I like really enjoy, her name is like Lillian Ahenkin and her Instagram is flex.mummy. And she was basically saying on her own podcast that like she was just getting really tired of like people being like, hey, can you like put in a comment for us because like you're like one a brown person or like a black person who's like really famous in the media and like we really need this done by today and like we're not going to pay you but we just like want your comment and she was just like saying that she's getting sick of it now because like all these people are like reaching out to her and like young media outlets are like just like wanting a soundbite from her and she was yeah. like you can just like can pay me for my time if I'm going to comment on something or you can actually like just go through like the catalog of things that I've been speaking about. Yeah. Cause I've been speaking about these things for like a long time. Does the same thing kind of happen with queer influencers? Do you think like, um, did that happen in like 2017 when the marriage ballots went out that like all of a sudden like queer influencers were being seen or like reached out to by certain groups for comment or like that's probably like something a little bit different no not at all i don't even i think like i can only really think of like three or four and they are like basically makeup influences people like influencer people so like michael finch louis dolman is like two of the big ones and so they like basically had no comment <laughs> on things like that doesn't fit their brand i suppose I feel so like I we're getting into, the, like, a, a follow-up episode. I think we are going to have to do a follow-up episode when we go to Australia. We may have to do a part two. I mean, we could just use some of this for mine. <laughs> My podcast also. <laughs> No, 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 We can, we can have a second conversation. For and we'll, yeah. We can, we can have a happy like, hour in two again. days again and do this again. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That sounds great to me. Amazing. <laughs> Sav, I have a... A final question for you. Yeah, go for it. What was the gayest thing that you did this week? Like, I really have done nothing of importance because I'm, like, now unemployed. So, like, I really spent the whole day in bed yesterday. So I don't have anything <laughs> for you. Okay, can I give you a different final question that... Yes. ...is a little more substantive? Fuck my drag, right? Fuck <laughs> your drag. What would you tell your younger self if you could? Um, Sorry to get I cheesy, would... but... No, that's fine. <laughs> I would probably tell I mean, my younger self question. to just like own my shit. Like stop like putting yourself in boxes, pretending to be someone that you don't really like feel that you are because like you'll find your people eventually and like it's better to live yourself, your life as yourself rather than like how other people expect you to live. So that's yeah, awesome. that's what I would say. Own your shit. Very well said. <laughs> Very well said. Yeah. All right, well, I'll let you think a little bit about the gayest thing you did this week, and I'll ask Aaron. Aaron, what was the gayest thing you did this week? It's been a super hetero week, Matthew. <laughs> I'm <just> Ew. I'm <laughs> just kidding. One thing that, that I want to highlight is that 
I got my dad and his girlfriend to watch 13th the other night for the first time. And we watched it, like, as a little... As a, all together. And they were both kind of, like, mind-blown. And I was like, great, I'm so glad that I was able to get you to watch this with an open mind. Thank you. Not gay, good, but, like, so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've started the process of... Yes. Quote, and I mean, quote, radicalization. Don't get me wrong, like, both of them are are wildly liberal and, like, have amazing hearts. It's just important that everybody watches it, no matter who you are. So, anyways, mm. Matthew, what's the case that you did this week? Before I answer that, I want to say, I do, I will go ahead and say that that is a very gay thing that you did because racial justice is very much tied into queer liberation. Equality. And Pride was a riot. Okay, thank you. <laughs> queer and trans people of color. Racial justice is a queer issue. So that was a very gay thing that you did this week. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna say that. Okay, the gayest thing that I did this week was, oh, I had cocktails in the park with my boyfriend. That's, yeah, <laughs> okay. I visited him for 24 hours. He lives across the street from a park. And so we went there and had cocktails. What was the cocktail? I had a Paloma and he had a Moscow Mule. All right, Sev, have you come up with anything? Um, can I say, is doing drugs a really gay thing? <laughs> oh, no, I can't say that. <laughs> um, actually, you can say the other anything night, you want. No, the other night yeah, I, I mean, was like- Everything we do is gay, so. I was like on Grindr the other night and like, was like setting up a hookup, but I was also starving at the time. And I was like, <laughs> probably like halfway through it, I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna eat a cheese toasty and cancel this hookup and go to bed. Like, <laughs> so you like that's probably. I was just like, I'm actually not that horny, so. That's <laughs> so amazing. I, I love But also, like, that's um, happened on so many times. Like, one time I was having dinner with a friend and, like, we were gonna get ice cream for dessert. And then I was on, like, talking to someone on Grind and they were like, come over. And then I was like, should I go over? And then we got Ben and Jerry's for like, for dessert. And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna have Ben and Jerry's. Like I'm, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not Priorities. gonna go. <laughs> I hate to say this, what's a cheese toasty? Yeah. What? Like a, a, a grilled now. cheese, sorry, a grilled cheese. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, all right, I'm sorry. You're right, if Matt didn't know, then some of the listeners probably also didn't know. <laughs> I think we should start saying toasty uh, instead. I like that so much more, grilled toasty. I feel like I would feed my kids a toasty. You have kids? What do you guys want for Well, hopefully eventually if we don't destroy the world in time for me to have kids. And on that note, Seb, where can everybody <laughs> listening find you? My Instagram is soymilk underscore enthusiast. I love um, The only reason it's that is because I was like trying to impress a boy at a party and he like started having a fight about soy milk being like a bad milk. And then I was like, fuck you, I love soy milk. My Instagram name is soy milk enthusiast. And then like, I obviously wanted to go home with him. So I had to like sit there and like change my Instagram name. That's so pettiness over penis. To like, yeah. Yeah, like iconic though. I love it. I love that. Yeah. Um, and you can also find my podcast on Instagram and it's on Spotify podcasts. It's called Fun Employed podcast the fun employee podcast and on instagram we have funemployed.pod um are you like me and that you're like a twitter lurker or are you like yeah i'm a twitter lurker i don't tweet anything no god no my twitter is ssev97 aaron where can they find you i am everywhere at aaron idelson a-a-r-o-n-i-d-e-l-s-o-n instagram twitter website youtube all that good stuff and Matt, what about you? Oh my god, me? My turn? I am at Maddie Oh my god, Roar I never thought you'd on, ask. 
<laughs> I know. On Instagram and Twitter and OnlyFans. Uh, don't get the people's <laughs> hopes up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have an OnlyFans, but I do have lots of respect for everybody who does OnlyFans. Own your shit, girls. Anyways, you, you can, can find, find our Instagram at QueeringTheAirPod. Big thank you to Sev for joining us today. This was Amazing. Amazing. I had such a good time. Thanks for having me. me this is so fun. And we are officially international. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am like just organizing who you're going to marry for visas. <gasps> Will you marry a girl just for the visa? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I talked about on the last episode how You're I would totally sleep with a girl. So. Thank you so much to Seth. Thank you everyone for listening. And we will see you again next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.